Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Network Show, where today we are finally going to talk about the Australian Open. We'll start with the mm -hmm. Women's Australian Open today. We'll be back tomorrow, um, early Eastern time, um, talking about the men's side. Spread, are you excited? We did it. We finally got here. Dude, I can't wait. Uh, be staying up all night. You know, don't need to sleep, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, this draw is pretty exciting. I mean, so many good matchups from the first round on. So I can't wait to dig into this. It's an absolutely loaded field. And Jorge's here with us, folks. And just excuse him if he has to lean back every once in a while. He's got a big, <laughs> full stomach. He may or may not have had too much Wendy's. It's good to know mm. they have Wendy's north of the border. Yeah, delicious, but now I'm just way too full. Uh, but I'm glad, like, uh, what other way could we start off than doing the WTA first, right? I mean, we were born as a WTA podcast before we added the ATP, before the NBA, and your guys' excellent content. Um, we were a WTA podcast, so we got to start. I think we got to start with the, with the women, right? And with that in mind, let's jump into the draw. We have a lot to cover. We'll start with the first quarter here where Ashley Barty has just a lovely setup. She's the top of the quarter. Uh, Carolina Pliskova, the greater there at the bottom of the quarter. As you start to look through the middle, some fun names. Danielle Collins, we like Carolina Mahova. Spread your favorite, Ostapenko, floating around in there. Uh, Belinda Benchich is playing tennis again, folks. Um, Annette Contivate's playing Sasnovich in what could be one of the more interesting first-round matches ever, but we'll get to that later. Alexandrova and, again, Barty here at the top spread. We'll start with you. Uh, what do you see here? I mean, what sticks out? I mean, I think Ash Barty avoided a lot of the big guns here. Um, definitely a favorable draw for her. You know, obviously, Alexandrova's going to cause problems in, uh, you know, potentially the third round if they meet up. But, of course, I mean, you're going to have some problems. But the fact that she avoided, you know, the real big guns, you know, the former Grand Sam winners like um, uh, Simona, Bianca, Naomi, you know, all on the bottom half, even Garbine and uh, Petra. I mean, it's just uh, I think she's got a really nice path here. So, um, you know, things are aligned for Barty. Uh, how did that happen? I don't know, but uh, that's the way it turned <laughs> out. So, uh, I, I You're really not suggesting that there were some frozen <laughs> poker chips? Oh I boy! Mean, did you guys watch that draw ceremony? If you could even call it that. Yeah. Why Felix would anybody Ogre, watch this? Did you hear Felix Ogre Aliasame? That yeah. was that was that was incredibly like the the Aussies and Canadian names are just they they have problems. Remember Shapalapalaf or whatever it was the other year? <laughs> like they the Canadians just ruin the the enunciation and pronunciation from Aussies. I don't know why. Yeah. It's it's a mess. I, you only get pain from watching something like that. I always roll my eyes. Somebody else um, DM me today. I was like, did you see how bad the draw ceremony was? I was like, Ugh. no, I didn't see how bad the draw ceremony was. Who even watched that? Well, it's, it's, I don't even care. Like, put it in. Load the PDF up. Let's go. Is Tennis Draw Challenge updated? That's all I really care about. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think you hit the nail on, on the head here, Spread. I mean, it's, as you look at Barty here, um, her toughest match is probably there in the third round against Alexandrova. Um, and then it's probably whoever comes out of the bottom section, which should be Carolina Pliskova. Um, but I think we've talked ad nauseum <laughs> about her uh, struggles here at some of these tournaments. Yeah. I would love to bet Belinda Benchich here. I think somewhere deep in my in – my, uh, recesses of my open bets i have her at like 100 to 1 to win this for a few dollars um mm -hmm. she has a great draw i mean just an absolutely fantastic path if she's playing well she has a chance but i mean jorge we haven't seen that from her yet have we no um i don't think it's it's anything you want to be uh putting your money on put it that way <laughs> it's uh this is uh, 
you see it already happening on Twitter. You know, the Aussie gets the easy path in Australia. It's like, oh gosh, like, do we have to make the draw this uneven in terms of back to Barty? Like, do we have to make the draw this uneven that you know we we're going to get these conspiracy theories? But um, no, I don't. I don't think I'm going to be putting anything down on the first quarter at all, even um, let alone people that we should not be ever that have not shown us that they could be trusted with our cash. <laughs> yeah, it's, not to it's mention, tough. I don't think the surface will favor her, right? The, the fact right. that it's quicker, a couple hard hitters that could give her some problems. Obviously she's great at redirecting and, and using your pace against you. But uh, I, I would prefer her like, you know, on, on the slower courts, you know, the U S open in Miami um, than this hard surface. As you start to look at some of the outright numbers, again, just to touch on them, I don't think there's any numbers that necessarily we'd like here. But, you know, Plushkov is 23-1 to 1 to win the tournament. Alex Dandrova is 70-1 to 1 to win the tournament if you wanted to maybe look at some of those big hitters. Um, as I start to look at the quarter prices, and again, these are starting to pop up pretty slowly. Um, so just using a couple places for now. Shop, 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 folks. Let's just say when we get to a number later, in some places it's 22, and I found it at 40. Um Looking here again, I nine mean, to one. Alexandrova to win the quarter. Twenty-three to one, and we're not considering her. Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> I mean, there you go. Uh, I mean, that seems like a really high number. We just talked about how this draw is, and in, in that that um, exciting. And I just scrolled right past it. I didn't even consider it. You know, so I don't know if that says more about me or her here. I'm just not sure that's the life I want to live. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? The other, you, yeah, it's true. You know, Spurs, other, you say a lot of the times, just because there's value doesn't mean you have to bet it. Thank right. you, thank you. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I think too with 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 uh, I almost said Chris Plish and it's Carolina. Um, I think with Carolina, the big thing too is if you're gonna if you're gonna take a shot on someone to win, break through their first Grand Slam. I don't want to be doing it with like a twenty to one number. Like I want to be doing that, finding like the the Vondrasovas at one fifty to one, or finding like a Bianca before her breakout. That's where I want to get my you know cheer for someone that hasn't put it together yet. That I don't want to do with a twenty to one. Like it's just screw that. All right. She certainly didn't show us anything in, in the first week or so to, to get us excited. You're right, spread. Honestly, as we were doing the prep, I didn't I didn't even check, didn't even look at what her number was, and like I said, I was looking through it. I was like twenty three to one, and even as I said, I was like, hmm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll look around. I mean, here's here's a better question. You know, John, what it would take you to bet Plushka? But what number would you need? Well, you get to thirty, and I think it's like, hey, we're getting in 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 a week in the week half of the draw. If I got like a thirty to one, a twenty seven, I'd probably uh, get involved there. I'm just not like, I'm just not huge on on again, just the lack of kind of you know anything we've seen from her at Slam level. She's twenty five to one right now, three six five. It's close. I mean, give me another five bucks, and I'll I'll take like a a weaver a weaver a, weaver, a, a flyer uh, on uh, thirty to one for you know twenty bucks something like that. Couple tunies. Yeah, <laughs> stack of tunes, a stack of tunes. I like that. I agree. If it gets to thirty, I, I, I'm gonna feel obligated. How about you, spread? Are you gonna play it at the twenty three or even the twenty five? Because if it's twenty five at bet three six five, my guess is we'll have a shot at that on some offshores later. It's one of those things that I should, but I'm not going to. Yeah, all right. Just remember that, folks. Just because there's value doesn't mean you have to bet it. That wraps up the first quarter. Let's jump into the second. Um, a little more talent here. But again, as I start to read some of these names, I think you guys will notice pretty quickly that uh, there's a lot of names I haven't mentioned. Um, and by the time we get to the third and fourth quarter, holy crap. 
Um, so the way to attack this tournament really, I believe, is these first two quarters. That's part of the reason the first yeah. quarter is so disappointing. Um, you'd like a better number on Barty. Uh, you know, we just all kind of, you know, gritted our teeth and thought long and hard about Pliskova. Uh, but as I look here in the second quarter, there is a number I find value in. Um, you know, we've got Sophia Kennan here as the top seed in the quarter. Down at the bottom, uh, Miss Vitalina. As I start to look in the middle, Victoria Azarenka. Jennifer Brady's in here. Uh, one of my favorites, Nadia Podoroska. Um, just love her. She's just the best. Teichman and Goff are going to play again here in the first round. We've got Poots. Again, she's back out breathing fresh air, doing her thing. <laughs> um, the ever-improving Zachary. Um, curious to see if she can keep her serve up here. Um, we've got Yuvon there. I love this path for Jennifer Brady. Um, you know, Balsova there in the first round, Brangler Rodianova, you know, no troubles Jeez. there whatsoever. You know, maybe Yuvon in the third round um, might work her a little bit. I'm certainly not worried if it's Kanta there. Then she's probably looking at Kennan, um, you know, unless again, somebody like Potter or even Vekic finds a way to kind of red line through that section. But I like Brady to advance through a section. And then when you get to the quarterfinals there, it's probably Azarenka. But as you start to look a little deeper, Azarenka has a really tough pathway here. Um, Pagula in the first round, that's not going to be easy. Uh, you know, the second round, two, the two Aussies there are probably not, nothing there to worry about. Uh, but Zachary in the third round, probably Svitolina there in the next section. I mean, this is a lot of players that are going to yeah. really make her work and really make her move around the court. Um, you know, not that she's bad at that, but I don't necessarily think that's the way that she wants to be playing tennis. So as I start to look at that, bottom section kind of the mess that's around Azarenka I like Jennifer Brady here I'm seeing 40 to 1 on the outright price um from a quarter perspective she's 5 to 1 I actually think I like the 40 to 1 better in the outright market you know given that I think she has a good chance against whoever comes out of that first quarter uh, and I'll start with you this time John what do you think about that uh, I'm actually going to go with Svitolina but I'm, I'm in the other section of this quarter so I mean I I, I don't hate like I can understand playing Brady here. I think in that section, that's probably the best player um, value-wise that I'd go with as well. I think there's not a lot that would scare me if I'm if I'm you know you and I'm betting Brady. Um, I, I do I do like Svitolina though here. I think first of all, like you mentioned with Vika, that's the biggest concern in this section for her is the you know the the prototypical player that beats her is that heavy hitter um, that can do it consistently that has a pedigree. And of course, Vika does like the Aussie. I believe her Grand Slams have come here uh, in Melbourne on the quick courts. And the only thing is that there's a very good chance Pagula could upset, upset her in the first round. She did not look great against Putin Seva. I still don't buy into this form that she has put together since the end of last year, or since the restart, I should say of the tour. Uh, and frankly, last night she should have lost to Poots. I think she was down four love and then won the first set with six straight games and then lost the second set. And then won the third set match breaker, 11, nine uh, against Putin Seva. Like I just, there's nothing that has convinced me that, uh, Vika is someone that should be, you know, that can be backed uh, on an outright market here. And, and as a result, um, the weaker half with many of the players, like the big hitters down in the bottom half, this is probably a perfect draw for Alina Svitolina. You look at her, Buskova is a tough match. That's that. I mean, right off the bat, it's probably harder than her second or third round matches. Um, you know, Goff, Teichman wouldn't concern me at all. Uh, Putin, Seva, Stevens, Van Utvenk, Burrell. If she gets back... Past Buskova, she should really make the fourth round. She historically uh, makes fourth rounds at, uh, at slams. I think the knock on her is that she can't get past uh, that fourth round hurdle. I think she, she did uh, at a couple slams in the last couple of years, which is even more encouraging for me. Uh, but she sells broken through and won one. So on the quarter market, I don't mind taking her at plus 750. I, I think that, uh, that that's more than enough value for sure. 
exactly as you mentioned at the start about Svitolina. She just runs into those power players, and it just she's such a smart player. She works so hard, but she's so limited there in some of her physical abilities. Her serve has gotten better, and I think you're right. This is um, you know kind of sets up nicely. If she's playing well um, and some of these players falter, she's going to have a, a nice chance to kind of scoop up the opportunity. Spread it. What sticks out to you here in the second quarter? That we haven't talked about the defending champ yet, Kennan, uh, fourteen to one for a defending champion. Why do you think that uh, people are just kind of writing her off? Uh, because she's going to lose to Jennifer Brady. She might lose to. I mean, if Podoroska gets there and she looks good in those first two matches, I'm going to be looking at, at to bet Podoroska in that match against Kennan. Um, you know, it's not quite exactly the same situation as Fidelina, but it's similar in that at some point Kennan runs into players that. Um, you know, if you will, have the, the match on their racket, and she really needs them to make mistakes to excel more than she's able to kind of win some of these matches. Now, you know, she is a total just mentally tough player. Um, I always describe her as kind of a bulldog. She's just tough, man. She just doesn't give up and just fights like hell. So um, I think that she's going to continue to succeed in her career simply because of that. But as I start to look at her position here, I mean, even somebody like that second-round match, Sevastova or even Kanepi, um, that could be really funky for her. I mean, Kanepi's yeah. got the serve to make her work. Savastava, you know, maybe she's washed at this point. I'm still trying to figure that out. But if she could even reach back and, and grab what she was two years ago, um, that's a really interesting match. Yeah, I, first of all, I agree with that. Savastava <laughs> or Savastava assessment. I don't know if she's washed yet. I think it's it's one of those things where we still want to believe that she's, you know, what she was, as you mentioned a couple years ago. <laughs> I, uh, but crying, no, I think you're crying. I think we're going to start. I think we'll talk about that match too individually. I know in our uh, in our chat we did have uh, the list that we wanted to talk about and that was on there for both spread and I. So um, uh, that's yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. That first rounder, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. But you're right. Kanepi has the form too. You talk you, when you made specific reference to uh, the you know the serve and the conditions suiting her. I mean, that's that's been borne out this week, right? She's looked really really strong. Yep. Let's jump into the third quarter. Uh, Bianca Andreescu hypothetically making her return to tennis. Um, I don't know if this is the fifth or sixth tournament in a row she was supposed to play and then uh, graciously stepped out for rehab for something. Um, who knows exactly what's going on? I hope she's healthy. I hope she's playing tennis because, man, was that a lot of fun the last time she was playing. Uh, this is the first quarter of the loaded quarters. Andreescu at the top. Osaka there at the bottom. As you start to go through the middle, uh, Kvitova, Muguruza, Kerber, um, coming off some nice play. Garcia, um, she was kind of mucky this week, but some talented players. Owns Jabor, one of our absolute favorites. Um, just an absolutely loaded chunk of tennis players here. But spread, you're, you're thinking you like Osaka here. You're maybe believing in the big favorite? Yeah, I mean, if I'm just picking a winner, you know, and odds don't matter, I do like Naomi here. I like the way that she's coming in. I think that I can trust her um, to be consistent. Uh, obviously, an informed Bianca can give her problems, um, but you know, you guys made a great point. Her path is so stacked. I mean, it's a landmine almost every match uh, for her. Where if she doesn't show her top form, she is going to be eliminated. I mean, you know, I have I have her playing Bianca there to get out of the quarter. Okay, let's say it's not Bianca. Kavitova could give her just as right. many problems. You know, that's assuming she makes it there, that she gets by Owns. She gets by either Garbine or Angie. So I do like Naomi to win. If you just ask me to pick a winner and we're not talking about odds, I'll take Naomi. But you guys are right. At, at five to one, I mean, even if I won the bet, it, it wouldn't be a good bet. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to take a step back. 
But I, I still do like Naomi if you just ask me to, to pick a winner and we're not talking about odds. Yeah, we talk uh, about you, those rollover money line parlays. I think that's definitely going to do better here for Osaka. Than oh, good point. Great point. As you start to string I, those together. I think the entire bottom half, you can make that case if you like one of the favorites because we were talking about this literally just before we hit uh, go live. Um, <laughs> is usually when you get these loaded quarters, both the third and fourth quarter, you'd expect – uh, that because the level of competition is so high and there are so many names that everyone's prices would then, you know, get a little bit cheaper, right? It, it would be a little more value for everyone because it is so unpredictable and there are so many big names, but they've just juiced the hell out of the top, the top guns in both the third and fourth quarter. Um, you know, here I'm seeing plus 210 Osaka, plus 350 Garbina, uh, plus 550 Bianca, and then plus 650 Kvitova. Uh, I mean, at, at this point, it's, the books are starting to catch on that the WT tour is far more open than the ATP with the big, the big three dominance, but it's still not, you know, anyone can win any slam at any time, right? We're not at that level anymore. We talked a bit about it. Consolidate. It's starting to consolidate around a few players, especially on hard courts um, the last couple of years. And I, I think that the books are kind of the prices that they're offering on the quarter markets, especially in the bottom half are reflecting that. Yeah. At that number, you would think that Bianca poses, gives you the best value, right? But not only could she not win against one of these other top players, I mean, she could also withdraw. So that's, yeah. you know, where it gets tricky as well. I mean, it's hard to really trust that she's 100% healthy when, when she's had problems um, getting through a tournament, you know, so. Um, Starting a tournament. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, uh, it's, it's so tough. I keep staring at that number and it's probably just a fear of missing out kind of thing. Yeah, we're yeah. never going to get a chance to bet Andreescu seventeen to one to win a hardcore tournament. God, no, what's the next time we're going to get to do that? That's true too. Oh, I mean, it's never going to happen. The the but, the quarter price of plus five fifty, like I would definitely go with the seventeen to one because if she does win the quarter uh, and she's, she's healthy enough to get the quarter, that she's then, yeah, then, then your seventeen to one should really be a six to one, and there's just far more value in in the 17 to one, if she's healthy than there is in the plus five fifty in the, in the quarters for sure. Yeah. And unlike uh Pliskova or Spitalina, if she does get to the semis, I trust her to go ahead and finish it off more than the other two where I might be a targeting quarters because right. we have seen them run into problems um, in these really high profile matches. Yeah. And the top section of the quarter is actually kind of easy. I mean, Andreescu is going to have some matches to work herself in a shape. I mean, Buzarnescu, yep. No problem there. Shea Paronkova, no problem there. Wang Jiang, Sarah Rana, Venus Williams, Kirsten Flipkins, absolutely <laughs> no problem there. Um, whereas, you know, Kvitova, you know, Minin's going to hit some serves. She'll probably be okay there. Uh, who yeah. knows? Maybe Vondrasova finds some form and can work her a little bit. But uh, it seems like we're going to get Andreescu Kvitova. And if you know, Andreescu is in form at that point, I, I think you guys are right. I wonder if that's yeah. even a number just to, to pause and, and – um, take live honestly like i wonder how much that moves after her first round match so yeah that would put a pin in that one yeah if she beats the the lights out of you know mihaela buzarnescu i mean does it really drop from 17 to like 10 with one win over buzarnescu like i don't think so even if uh, even if she looks really good doing it like you're still going to probably have 13 14 15 to 1 right i mean you'd have to have a bunch of big upsets right for it to drop to something like 10 and, yeah i'm oh, sorry know, that's true if kavitova played earlier or, or plays right after her, sorry, on the order of play, and then loses somehow to greet men, and you're screwed. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that or a soccer or something. But even then, you you, you yeah. might just be happy. So I'll put a pit in that one. Any other thoughts, guys, on the third quarter before we jump into the final and loaded fourth quarter? Yeah, let's check out the, the quarter of death. 
Jeez. I don't know. I actually wonder if the last quarter is the quarter of death. Yeah, that's, I actually think the there's some better names there. But again, yeah. you know, you've got Halop, our girl Cooter Matova, Rybakina, Shvitek, Serena Williams, um, Arena Sabalenka. Good God, John. I mean, what are you doing with this mess? Oh, boy. I mean, this is probably this is going to be the most fun quarter to watch. Uh, when I saw that tweet last night, I. Um, I had a few friends over for the, the lease game and I saw the tweet afterwards as the draw was happening, you know, Sabalenka, Halp and Williams in the same quarter. And I'm like, are they sure it's Serena? Like, did this journalist accidentally see Venus and type Serena and the whole world exploded? But no, no, it's all three of them. Uh, that's just absolutely incredible to have those three in the same quarter. I think Halep is probably the one that is kind of, you know, a little bit more relieved because she's the the odd woman out like they're not all the other two are in the same section or or eighth of the draw if you will uh, and she at least you know has a, a bit of an easier path but even even Halep's path is is no cakewalk because she could be playing you know Tomjanovic, Kudermatova and then either you know Rybakina or um, Schwantek in the fourth round it's still the third fourth round even the second round could present uh, be tricky if Tomjanovic's serve is working so you you know it's it's just it's 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 hard to wrap your head around. And like I said, like I look at these quarter prices, right? I want to look at the quarters before I look at the overall outrights. And it's it's just so juiced. You'd have to really take a flyer on someone here to find value, I think. Um even Schrontek with Williams, Sablank, and Halep in her in this quarter, she's still only plus six hundred. Uh, and that's probably because, you know, Sablank and Williams, she's in the or in the other half of the quarter, the other eighth. So it kind of allows her to, to only have to deal with Halep to get to that quarterfinal. But, um, you know, you consider Ribikina, Kudermatova, Halep, Shreltek, that's still a loaded eight, um, even if you avoid Sabalenka and Williams. I just, I don't think you can find much value here at all. Uh, I think that it's just, you know, enjoy watching it though. Like when that quarter, <laughs> whatever day that the bottom half plays is going to be one hell of a fun day on the women's side. How do you think Sviantek does on the quick hards? It doesn't seem like... <laughs> It Sorry. would would go to her skill set, but I also think she's so talented that she might be able to adjust. And maybe I'm making too much of it. Um, did you guys upgrade her or downgrade her at all for the surface? No, she's got a big serve. Like she yeah. does have a, a nice serve, and she can hit through through the surfaces, like mm-hmm. with with pace as well. She's not a pure clay quarter, even though I think you know she won her maiden slam on clay, and she uh, is more used to the surface. She she can still play on the hard courts. I think if I was to take a oh, go ahead. Alex. I was a little surprised to see her get, get blown out by Alexandrova like that. And, and maybe it's just kind of a leveling up thing for her. Um, she just maybe hasn't played somebody like that in these conditions. So we'll see. But that was definitely concerning for me that she got crushed like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was, and it was so funny because I, I wanted to take Alexandrova. And I said, no, no, I overrate Alexandrova. She's going to get smoked. And then, you know, that wasn't the case at all. If I were to take a flyer here, uh, what do you guys think of me taking a flyer on Rybakina? I think that her game might fit the surface pretty well. You love picking ladies with tough draws, spread. I, I guess so. Zvonareva, then Ferro Siniakova, then Shvitek, then Halep or Kudumatova, then the winner of Serena Sabs. That's just to get out of the quarter. What do you think, John? Yeah. Uh, Yes. It's like I said, it's just, I think the entire kind of um, quarter is, is screwed. Uh, it's the Pats, like the Pats are tough everywhere here, right? You can't get past the second or th- the second round without running into someone that um, is, is really, really talented. 
It's I think you're right, Spread. Rybakina is maybe the best number on that list at 11 to 1. But like John said, there's there's not any real real numbers here that are great. Yeah, um, I mean, if I am you're curious. taking a flyer in this quarter, you're not going to find an easy path, right? I mean, so. And it's, yeah. it's not to win the tournament. It's just to win the, the quarter. The so. quarter, yeah. I mean, you know who you know who actually <laughs> – look at Ali Risk and her draw. Um, she's actually yeah. a dog in that opening match, though. So, like – uh, I don't think she should be a dog to Potapova, by the way. But I mean, Bonaventure, Babosh, and then you know, then it's Serena. But the her first two rounds are are, are relatively manageable, I would say. Uh, but I mean, again, then she has to play Serena, and then probably Sabalenka, and then she's still got to beat whoever comes out of the the, the bottom. Eight. <laughs> That's so like, ridiculous. And the winner of the third quarter. And <laughs> meanwhile, Ash Barty's up there just. <laughs> Chilling, unbelievable! Are you, are you absolutely kidding me, Ash Barty? Oh my gosh, unbelievable! <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint everybody. I think we made it that entire way through, and I'm the only person with an outright at Brady at forty to one. Um, oh, I took again, Spitz. I, oh, there you go. That's right. I'm sorry, I lied. I know I forgot one. John Scott Spitalina there. Um, we all fought long and hard. If Pushkova gets to 30 to 1, we will reluctantly add that. Um, and look for Andreescu live. Let's see what she happens yeah. after her first match. If she comes out in that first match, looks good, feeling good, having a good time. And and I even would kind of like to watch her struggle a little, honestly. Like first game, like if she needs 7-5 to win that, like a 7-5, 6-2 kind of thing, then yeah. I'm in. Then she then I'm feeling it. Then I'm ready. You know what I don't even hate actually now that we're as we talk it through and I kind of try and think it through if you if you do like Sabalenka or sorry Andreescu and you don't want to and you do want to see how she looks and you kind of want to get it live but then if you know chaos happens in that quarter and her price dies live I wouldn't mind taking your half unit if that's what you want to wager and splitting it right quarter on the 17 if she's still hurt if she would like it's only a quarter unit right but if mm -hmm. she does look stronger upsets happen in other parts of her section still a chance to add You've still got your seventeen, right? A, a at least a quarter unit on that. So I wouldn't mind splitting a quarter unit, quarter unit um, on the the pre tournament, and then also trying to get it live if she looks decent, looks healthy. All right, gentlemen. Anything else from an outright perspective before we blast through some first round matches? Mm -hmm. Let's jump into the first round. All right, there are sixty four matches. We are not going to talk about all of them because that would just take entirely too long. Um, I think we've got about 40 of them that we're going to touch. If you have questions about others, uh, follow us on Twitter at NetworthPodFire. Any questions you have there, and one of the three of us will get back to you with an answer. Um, we're going to start with Victoria Azarenka playing Jessica Pagula. Azarenka right around minus 300, Pagula plus 238. I'm seeing. Um, what do you guys think here? This is a tough match for Azarenka, um, and I love Pagula, but I don't know if I'm ready to bet her at this number. What do you bet you guys? I think that you could better at this number. And it's primarily because I don't, I, again, I still don't buy into, um, you know, Vika's uh, not form, if you will, but just, yeah, form, not just this year, not just her last match, but what overall, she did last year in hard courts. I'm still not there. I'm just not. Um, I think you could reasonably bet Pagula at over anything over 310 seems fine to me. I mean, three dollars in like you're not saying that she's going to win. You're not saying that she should be favorite, but I mean, you're, if you think she wins forty percent of the time and against the current iteration of Vika, I, I wouldn't put it past her. She's a player uh, on the upward trajectory. I, I think that you could get away with, uh, with with making a play there. Absolutely. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, I think it should be like plus one eighty five. I'm seeing plus two forty five on Bookmaker right now. Um, you know, it is a value play. It's not going to hit all the time, but I, I definitely do like it. And you know. If you lose, you move on. But I mean, I'll take these these 
plus 245s that I think are mispriced all day. So I like Pagula here. Mm. I'm going to think about this one a little bit more. I need to go back and see how Pagula's done in, in some of these grand slams. But um, the, the price is not unappealing, if you will. Right, um, right. Let's keep going. Babosh Bonaventure here. Oh, good. I can bet on Bonaventure now. She's plus 150. Uh, Babosh, uh, minus 189. Someone's betting Babosh. Someone has been betting her a whole bunch. I, mm, um, no idea who that is. If, if you are betting Tamea Babosh, again, follow us on Twitter at NetworthPod. Shoot us a message. Would love to know why. Um, and keep going. <laughs> so I like Bonaventure here. I think John yeah. likes Bonaventure here. Yeah. Spread, what do you think? Yeah, I was kind of, a, you know, we we were a little worried about Bobo. She came back and, and won her first round last week when we completely written her off as kind of past it. So I don't disagree with you guys' play. I would not be laying it with Bobos, but I don't, I'm not as excited about this price as, say, like the last one we talked about. So I'm going to stay away, but I do think that you guys are on the right side here. I will. I will. Not play. I'm not going to play devil's advocate and say in terms of um, why you expect Babos, but I will say that she has looked much better than she did last year. Right. I mean, last yeah. year she was almost a pure fade for me. I, I watched the Garcia match, um, and and she was consistent enough to really have give Garcia fits in the early parts of both sets. Uh, and I think in qualifying, I actually backed her twice. Uh, like I think the books realized she was had become a pure fade and just were giving her no respect. And I backed her twice in qualies, and um, one was a push against Andrea Jaffetrimo, uh, and then the other one she won against uh, in the final round. She's plus two twenty five against Shvilova. So uh, it, I think that it's again it's come back full circle to where she's become a fade again in terms of the numbers, and maybe it's because uh, of the market more so than the books. As Newt mentioned, it looks Newt's mentioned it's looked like someone's uh, better better to this number. Yeah, she had a couple good performances to get people to back her, but at this number, I mean, it's unbettable on that side. Also, quick courts, right? Bonaventure and her serve, um, and her lefty serve, she generally fares well indoors on quicker courts, and I think, um, you know, now that you move outdoors, it's a huge difference for her. Not all hard courts are created equal, uh, and it's usually because of court speed, but when you put her on a quick outdoor court, I think it kind of helps her a little bit. So we should, uh, we should, you know, mention that as well for people. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Great conditions for her. Cassett Kena spreads cats. Going to play Katie Bolter. I'm on Katie Bolter here. Um, <sighs> simply a price play for me. Cassett Kena's minus 300. Bolter now down to plus 235. I was lucky to get a plus 260 or 3.6 earlier. So got a little better number that's around here. If I'm being perfectly honest, I think Cassett Kena probably wins the match. I just, I really yeah. like that number. What do you think, John? I, I couldn't agree more. I think I'd be in our prep before uh, when I was – uh, when we were prepping just before you came on, I said the exact exactly that to spread. I was like, I do think Kaskina gets through, but the way the Bol- Bolter's got a big enough game to try and wear down those defenses, she's been in great form um, for her anyway, like really took a step forward this past week. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is something where I think Kaskina wins, but again, we're playing numbers, uh, not not outcomes, and I, I do think there's value in that number for Bolter. Spread, why are we wrong? <laughs> you're not she's overpriced i mean you can't really necessarily trust dasha here um you know she she did look pretty good you know as it started back up but at the same time she's been wildly inconsistent since 2018 so uh it, it is mispriced and you guys made a good bet yeah i'm not joining you though I'm let's keep moving forward. 
<laughs> Svitolina here, minus 250 against Buzkova. Buzkova now up to plus 200. Svitolina's taken quite a bit of money. Um, I know when I looked earlier, Buzkova was in the plus 150, plus 160 neighborhood, you know, 2.5, 2.6, and it's now all the way up to three or plus 200, if you will. I was waiting and to, to bet Buzkova, and I'm going to keep waiting. Um, and at some point, um, when it looks like this has peaked a little bit, then I think I'm going to grab some Buzkova money line. I'm on an over here already at 21. Um, they just open a bad number. It's 21 and a half now. So um, unfortunately, yeah. that's gone. Um, you know, but John, you were talking about earlier, this might be you know, one of Svitolina's tougher matches. W why did you say that? Break it down for us a little. Yeah, I, I just think like it really annoys me because I hate being on the outright market in one in one capacity and then coming here to with the individual matches and seeing value on the other side. Um, I mean, First of all, the fact that the, the betting has gone like this kind of puts a little more value into that outright price, right? Because now all of a sudden, if you're going to try and roll it over, it's just it's going to look even worse um, in yeah. terms of Spitz. So I'm happy about that. But at the same time, it's like Buscova should not be plus 200. She's looked very, very strong this week. She, she played a lot this week too. Um, not so much that it'll hamper her going into next week, but certainly enough to get her really uh, in, into uh, you know shape for the, uh, the, made, the first slam of the year. And um, her game, like she can serve decently. She has... Solid serve, uh, serve placement. She's an absolute wall from the baseline. Uh, and she can, if you leave something short or you get complacent against her as she's trying to grind you down on the baseline defensively, if you leave a ball short, she can turn her forehand on and absolutely rip one uh, for winners as well. Like deceivingly, it, her game style, she she tends to play more defensive. She's a lot like Spitz in this, in this respect, I think. But she can, when she needs to, turn into the aggressor and, and hammer balls. Like she's not a pure pusher. She's not a pure defender as I think, uh, you know, she kind of almost gives off that impression when she's when she's defending, but she can also turn it on. Anything to add here, Spread? Any angles to offer? I, I don't have any angles, but I think the reason that this price is moving the way it is, I think that people are doing a lot of their first slam. I'm going to parlay a bunch of the favorites. And we know, I don't know about you guys, from, at least for me, from experience, it doesn't work out too well. But for me, but to me, when you say you're putting Svitolina in there, I can understand why you would use her. Um, she's a consistent player. You know you're going to get the effort. And, you know, uh, she's, not, she's not really one of these mercurial roller coaster type players, you know. She usually right. does well, especially against the players she likes to beat. So I can see why people are adding her to parlays, especially the guys that are hitting the openers. Um, I'm personally not going to do it, but if you told me you, you had a parlay with, you know, Svitolina and a couple other favorites that uh, we like, you know, especially on the men's side where it's a little more consistent and less upset, uh, I could see why they're doing it. I'm, I'm not getting involved, but I don't think it's the worst play. So I, I see why the money's going that way. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. All before, right, let's keep moving. Go ahead. Before you do, I just I, I didn't put this on the list, so I don't want to I want to get to uh, get to it first. Arena Rodianova and Madison Brangle. Boy, everyone was rejoicing at the fact we got rid of reciprocal wild cards for America and the French. Um, I'm really glad we did that so Arena Rodianova could play. Because why would we want to watch a talented American or French up and coming player when we can watch Arena Rodianova with a wild card? <laughs> Spray, did you hear that? There's talented American players. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got out of that. Robin Montgomery <laughs> should would be way more fun to watch in this match than Arena Rodianova. So everyone, you know, taking dumps on these reciprocal wild cards, give your head a shake because Arena Rodianova does not deserve to be in this tournament and rant. <laughs> it's still hard for me to hear say Robin was going to suppress a rant, but I'm glad we got one. It only took us Nothing 34 stops minutes, but fantastic. <laughs>
it's fun. It's funny, and this is unrelated. I'm going on a tangent here. It's hard for me to hear the name Robert Montgomery because I grew up one of my parents' best friends in the entire world, the Montgomerys, and Robert <laughs> Montgomery makes the best goddamn deviled eggs in the entire world, and would be the absolute worst tennis player in the world. I love her to death. Um, she is not very tall. Um, I don't think that she's nimble. Um, oh, that's good. I'm still, still working on that. Wrap my head around that. But when you guys right. ever come over, we'll go say hi to Robin and, and try to get some deviled eggs. But there let's move forward. Let's continue to talk about yeah. some tennis before we totally lose track here. Danielle Collins is playing Anna Bogdan here in what could be a fun match. Um, Collins is a decent favorite here, minus 333. Bogdan plus 258. Um, this is kind of interesting where it feels like Bogdan has a chance to win or just get absolutely blown off the court. What do you guys think? Yeah, so I, I completely just put Collins in my draw and moved on. And I was really surprised when uh, John told me he took Bogdan. So I, I want to know, what are you seeing here? Is this just another price play? Or do you think there's actually a specific matchup that, that Bogdan can exploit? I mean, yeah, like for, for like everything is a price play. But I, I mean, I think that it's just uh, Collins is one of those players. And, and as Noobs mentioned, uh, or Alex mentioned, you can you can get these kinds of swings where she can make the semifinals or she can be out in the first round. And, and Bogdan's a player who on her day can can stay right there in those big uh hitting rallies with Collins and you know these are both players who are prone to redline for long stretches and i mean if they both end up you know redlining for a set we've now got a three setter with a, a plus 260 ticket now th third sets and underdogs have been the absolute bane of my existence up to this point but i'm not going to change the way i approach anything um and i i do believe that i said Earlier this season, I was going to start doing stacks of plus one and a half sets and money line on underdogs. And it's kind of my own punishment that I haven't, that I didn't start doing it earlier because, you know, this is, you know, I, I've been absolutely beaten down on a few of them. But this is a spot where I definitely think, you know, a stack here would, would not be unwarranted or, or, you know, it's not over the line to say that uh, Bogdan at plus 260 on the, on the average here on Odds Portal is, is something you can back, especially for just a set like, it, it, that's probably plus money on the. I don't have it up uh, the the particular matchup right now, but I yeah, believe plus one and a half sets will be slightly in the plus money range at, at these. Yeah, points. right. Okay, It'll be right around was... even. My guess is plus one hundred five to plus one fifteen, maybe. Yeah, and I mean plus money on on her to win a set in this matchup. I just I think with her ability to redline is 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 a little too much. All right. This is another one where again it's. Like you always say, John, we try to play the number. We try to play, you know, where we find the value. And I think there probably is just a touch of value in Bogdan here, but it's it's hard for me to attack. And I think you're right. Maybe something like a Bogdan alt spread or something like that, like Bogdan minus yeah. two and a half or something goofy like that. Oh, but okay. um, more times than not, spread. I, I think you're right. If, in my bracket, I've got Collins. More times than not, Collins wins this match. But um, there's certainly some chances there if you were to look at the um, outcome curve. There, uh, Bogdan succeeds. All right. I mean, your alt spread. If you can get minus two and a half, by the way, you're that's a that's a big number. I mean, obviously the money line being at plus two sixty is is you know gonna gonna make that probably what plus three fifty four hundred. That's tough. Really I mean, there's not and, too I mean, Collins, much of that stuff open. Collins can play a lot of short sets too. So if the set that Bogdan does win happens to be you know the six two set, she's you know, your, your, your two and a half minus two and a half alt is basically now money line, right? Like if that first set comes out and Collins kind of, you know, not tanks, but just doesn't start quickly enough. And Bogdan red lines. Now all of a sudden you're, you're basically holding a money line ticket at plus 400 instead of plus one or two sixty, right? That's something to consider too. 
Yeah, I'm looking. I don't see any alts up right here, but Bogman plus one and a half sets, like you said. Um, it's actually even money on Bovada, which means plus 110 or plus 115 is out there somewhere. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to go check Bovada right now because they're the ones that do do the alts, right? Um, yeah, I didn't see any alts there. They just have alts um, going towards the plus. Um, Zidancic wow. playing Diaz here. Um, I just have a total. Um, I played over 20 and a half here. I'm seeing some cheap 21s. If you could find a cheap 21, that's still playable. Did you guys have any other angle here? I, I just see what's going to be a long match. I think we're getting at least one seven five set here, if not a 7-6. Um, anything stick out to you guys here? Go ahead, John. Oh, I was going to say, uh, yeah, I think uh, this is, it's so irritating to me because I, I want to play Zidane at this number, even though she's, to me, been overvalued on the hard courts. I don't think Diaz has played. I think she's been withdrawing. And um, even if she does play, I'm not sure her style is one that's really going to bother Zidane all that much. This is a spot where I, I you know, a slight fave. I rarely like the heavy favorites, but I, I think I, I'd like, I'd probably side with the slight favorite in this spot. Yeah, I think you're right. Zidantic wins. I just think it's going to be kind of long. Um, Arani's playing Wang Jiang. Um, nothing for me from a side here. Just a, a couple plays for me. I'm looking at set unders here. I think that we have a great wow. shot at seeing a lot of set unders here. Um, I'm going to be looking at under nine and a half and then maybe even some under eight and a half, things like that. Um, did you guys have anything to say about this match? You know what could be fun about that is – uh, I don't know if Bovada does it or Bo – here it's Bodog for Canadians, obviously. Um, but – I'm not sure if they do this, but Bet365 has those exotics. You know those, it's called like uh, score grouping. So like this player to win the set, yeah. either 6-love, six 6-1, six 6-2. Six like, I wonder if that, if, if if Wong has her serve working in that, in either set, I wonder if that might be a look because if she breaks Ronnie two, three times, I'd like one of those 6-love, six 6-1 six or 6-2 six kind of uh, sets. Uh, I think you, you, know, also, you should also do the math to see, you know, whether it's, that's the right player, whether it's more worth it to like pick on the exact correct scores. But um, that that's something that I would I would also look at. Because if the set does go under, I think it would probably be uh, Wong uh, kind of winning it rapidly, right? I can't see Irani holding serve three times and breaking twice, you know, um, to, to, to pick up a set under. Yeah. Mertens minus 370 against Layla. Annie Fernandez plus 288. Fernandez, another underdog. I'm just waiting. I think we're going to get a shot at plus 300 here, and I'm probably going to scoop up a little bit of that. Um, what do you think, John, of uh, your Canadian country woman's chances? Boy, this is the absolute worst matchup. Isn't uh, it? She could have, of any seed that she could have gone up against, um, other than, you know, Serena Naomi, I'm obviously not in that, in that realm. But in terms of like that next tier of players, God, stylistically, this is just awful for her. Uh, Marin just doesn't make enough errors. She hits big enough. She can serve big. And there, I just don't see Layla being able to, to outlast her here. I I put the 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 true percentage around the uh, 22% mark. So I'd, I'd need something like almost plus 400 probably to get involved here. And, and she's talented as hell. And I really, you know, love her game. And, and I'm really excited for her future. But I'm just, I would need something a lot bigger to, to get involved uh, opposing Maritans in this spot. Okay. What would you need? Again, I'm waiting for plus 300. I think we're going to get it. What would you need? Well, like I like I, I have it winning twenty two percent of the time, right? So if if that's the case, even a, a plus four hundred is only a two two percent yeah. edge. So I'd I'd need like you know somewhere around the plus four fifty uh, range because as you get up higher too, right? Those it takes a lot to move that implied probability by one percent to gain your to gain your edge. So I'd I'd need something really really big. Um, yeah, probably about the five and a half six mark uh, in that range. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun match to watch because I want to see how Layla deals with someone who stylistically is kind of similar, but we know how well Mertens does 
um, against players that she should beat. So I think it's really tough uh, to take the dog here, but it's definitely one, um, you know, for some viewing and really as a, as a measuring stick for how much Fernandez has really developed. I mean, I'm 100% cheering for you, Noobs. If you do get to your uh, <laughs> your desired price and take yeah, it, I'll be, I'll be cheering I'm obviously going to be rooting for you to get yeah. that second. <laughs> yeah. I'll find so I'll figure something out. All right, Pharaoh's playing Siniakova here. Pharaoh's plus 125, Siniakova's minus 145. I'm just pulling up my Siniakova flow chart here. Is Siniakova a favorite? Yes, <laughs> that other side. All right, so Pharaoh plus 125, that'll be a play for me. Um, how about you, John? Really? I'm in. Uh, yeah, Not I, quite I, yet. I, I actually want a better number, but I'm waiting, and I think we, we'll get a shot at a better number here. But, yeah, come on, Siniakova's a favorite. Uh, I mean, you, you know, know what? I was actually – surface for Pharaoh, though? I think she's tougher for her than it is for Siniakova. Yeah, because Siniakova likes to bang. If she redlines, the points will be quick and it won't require like as much. I will say she was a break point saving machine against Angie Kerber. Now, a lot of that was like Kerber taking second serves and launching them long. And I was like, Angie, you're a returning, like you're a return oriented player that can't keep a first, a second serve on your forehand side in the court. Like, come on. I ended up, it was a big play for me. I ended up losing the 2 nothing over it. But uh, she saved, I think, she faced 21 break points and saved 15 of them. Um, and in the last set, she was broken three or four times. In the first two sets, she was a machine saving BPs. And I think that kind of, she looked okay, but it was very traditional Sinyakova where there were just some awful mistakes. She goes for shots. She plays with no margin. Right, like she's not as entertaining, not as skilled, and not as talented as basically Yelena Ostapenko. But she she has that mentality where it's like I'm way behind here, and instead of trying to play a defensive slice or something, let me try and hammer a down the line forehand. And then it's like, oh no, it went three feet out. Surprise! Like you know, it's like she just doesn't have the mindset for me to, especially at least in singles, to to be. Um, someone that should be a big favorite against someone I actually think has a, a decent serve and a decent shot to to pull the upset, I guess we have to say, because she's technically the underdog. But I wouldn't even be – yeah, I don't even know if it would be that much of an upset. I do want a better number. And, and spread, the market agrees with you. Sydney Kova's taking some money here. She opened in the minus 130 range um, and keeps kind of getting pushed out. I, I'm not going to bet Pharaoh yet, but I, I've got this on my list of numbers to pay attention to. If this drifts out to like 140 – I don't think we'll get much better than that. I'm going to really seriously think about it. Is this a set uh, under candidate, Noobs? Yeah, Siniakova generally plays some quicker right, yeah. stuff. I'll take a look at that and uh, share that with anybody, but I think that'll be a candidate. Pharaoh is, is a little tough, so um, we'll see. Right. Okay, perfect. Venus minus 323 against Flipkins plus 250. <laughs> you John, are you really going to bet on a coach? You, John, I did not put Are you really going to bet on a coach? Did I you really just hear bet on someone that might be older than Venus Williams? Did you just hear the words you said? Venus Williams minus 323? <laughs> what? I don't care if I'm on the other side of that damn net. <laughs> no. I would lay the 300 with Venus. <laughs> no, okay. In all seriousness, like I do like to get, you know, it is fun. We're trying to have fun on this as well, as well as bring information. But, uh, you know, that was the fun part. In all seriousness, I, I do think I'll, I'll take a flyer. It's not going to be a big one. Um Venus did look great against Ron Charus. The quick courts, the quick courts are going to help her. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm not gonna. If this was on a slower hard court, I think I'd be like full unit, unit and a half here even. But on a quicker hard court, like where Venus may not have to move as much, right? The points are shorter. That movement doesn't. It, there's not as much potential to exploit that movement. But I do think if Flipkins can extend some rallies, if she can find some second serves, move Venus side to side, and then use that slice and those drop shots. 
yeah, stylistically, there is a chance here. It's, it's it the the ball is on the the match is on Venus's racket. There's no doubt she's a deserved favorite, even at her age. But I do think that there's uh, plenty of room here and plenty of value to bet against her um, because, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, as much as I got all up in arms, it, it's true. Three twenty three is is a huge amount of juice uh, for Venus, especially in a match where you can conceivably, uh, you know, pave a path to victory for uh, Flip Kids. What do you think, Spread? Do you remember what it was like to be Venus Williams' age? Yeah, I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic, oh, and the fact that she's out there—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm struggling through like 45-minute workouts, right? And, and she's out Ugh. there still competing and, and loving the sport. But hey, you know, you, usually I'm on the train with with Jorge here, but I do think that this is a nice matchup for her, and I do think that the fact that it's quick, I think that we might see her. You know. Make it a round or two. So I'm going to hold off at least a round before I do a little Venus fade here. Uh, okay, I don't. That's, that's reasonable too. Yeah, that is reasonable. Flipkins did get hurt last time we saw her. Correct. Yeah. That's yeah. That's going to be baked into it as well. I just. Eh, I, I mean, guys, one thing I know is I, getting older. If, you, you don't lose the serve. If I yeah, and that's the thing is. If she does have that high first serve percentage, uh, she she could very well make this a route. My only issue is like it's almost I, I have to keep the FOMO out of the price because good lord if I pass on this and freaking Flipkins wins, we don't get the Venus <laughs> opportunity. I am going to be livid with myself. Uh, but it, it, that's not the reason for the bet. Obviously, like it, it's it, there is enough reason. But I like I said, it's a half unit probably. Uh, this is not a full or unit and a half because of the uh, the conditions out here. I do think that Venus that that should make her an even larger favorite um, than I would have her, but not quite this much of a favorite. Right. Be yourselves, folks, always. And in that vein, I've bet Teichman again to beat Coco Goff. Um, <laughs> Goff is minus two thirty three. Teichman's plus one eighty six. I got a much better number than that. I actually wouldn't bet Teichman at this price. I got her at three point one four or plus two fourteen. Um, so a little bit of value for me there. I just I, Teichman's going to make Goff work and really exploit any of the um, errors she's going to make. So I was, was happy to jump on here again. You know that match last time when they played it last week was very very close. What do you think here, Spread? And uh, how do you feel about the young American's chances in this match and this week or fortnight? Hopefully she makes it to next week. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not joining you on this one. I do think that um, you know I really like. Uh, Coco, she doesn't seem to be intimidated by the big stage. So I think the fact that it is a slam might even help her a little bit. Um, I'd be, you know, more inclined to fade her in these smaller tournaments. So I'm not going to be joining you on this one, but we'll see as the tournament progresses when I find the spot to go against her. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Anything else to add there, John? Uh, I have too many narratives floating around in my head right now uh, to really – I haven't really sat down and, and, and crunched numbers. Well, I think that it's one of those things where there's there's part of me that really feels like watching Coco, watching that match, and, and watching Bolter. Uh, Bolter, she just plain ran out of steam against. And I wonder mm. if, if, you know, slams are, again, she's, for some reason she seems to sl- shine on the Grand Slam stage. I mean, that's why she's she burst onto the scene at Wimbledon, right? And it's right. it's like... Again, that's a narrative, though. Like, oh, she does well at Grand Slams. It's not something you're going to quantify. So you might... You might use to tweak a potential price but you're not it's not something to bet on uh the fact that you know i think that as the better player is there all the chance in the world that she's taken that last Heikman match maybe as a young player she still hadn't you know known how to approach it now as the more talented player she after having players it's a bigger blowout you know again narrative right that's that's not something that we can 
like quantifier or it's just an assumption. So there's too much of that going on right now for me. And I, I, I want to sit down and I want to actually like, look at what I look at. I haven't obviously handicapped every single one of the 64 on on both sides yet. Um, but I'd, 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 I'd almost lean towards passing here. And I think I probably will. Just saw breaking news on my TV. Don't know how much this matters, but Naomi uh, went out like her idol and withdrew from Gippsland. So she's not going to be playing. I don't know if that affects anything or not, but uh, Mertens is in the final now. Yeah, That's I mean, you got to feel bad. For, uh, you feel bad for the tournament organizers. Well, I don't. Yeah. I shouldn't feel bad for the tournament organizers, but no, tennis Australia, that. like the the yeah. the restrictions that have been placed on them by the state government. I'm not here to debate the state government decisions. I'm just here to say that tennis Australia has done. A, a great job. Now, Tylee had the problem with the hard quarantine and his initial release versus, you know, the miscommunication there. But other than that, they've had to deal with some like, really tough restrictions. And, and I almost feel bad that, like, between the weather and now between the, the lost day, heading into a slam and players withdrawing, it's a mess. And it's not their fault. It's just like, what do you do when you have inclement weather and you lose a day over the COVID issues? Yeah, it's what a mess. Yeah. They are doing Which their have- best, though. You have to say that. Yeah. Gracheva Blinkova, Gracheva, a small dog here, Blinkova minus 137. Uh, just an overplay for me here. Um, was able to grab over 20 and a half, um, like over 21. Um, you look miffed, John. I missed this when I was going over the – this is what happened. This is why I always go over the odds portal uh, thing uh, two or three times before the first round. One, you're going to miss things in their first initial sweep through when you're just trying to identify prices that stand out, right? Two, you want to go over it multiple times because in the span of a couple hours, the prices may move. And if the bookies didn't screw up on something, the markets might have screwed up on something, right? So I think there's multiple reasons to go over things multiple uh, the list several times. This is what I missed. I don't know how I missed Kracheva being a dog here. She should not be a dog to Anna Blinkova. Yeah, I was looking at that too. I lean Gracheva here, but I wanted a little better number. I think it's off, but I don't know if it's way off. I mean, what would you yeah. have Gracheva here? Uh, I probably, I mean, I probably have her a slight favorite actually. So yeah, for me, it's like we're on the wrong side of 50%, uh, what the odds imply and what I would, what I would have it. Uh, it slight fave, $1.85, 83 range, minus 120, minus 115, minus 120, something like that. Uh, plus 110. That's actually a significant jump, I think. Like, that's probably going to be a play. Uh, not, it's not going to be like a max. It's not going to be a multi-unit play. Yeah. But there's certainly an edge there, yeah. Right. Garcia, minus 182. Herzog, plus 147. This is going to be a fun first-round match. I, I don't have an angle here. Um, what about you, Spread? Yeah, I, and I, I put the, I was want to put this on the list for the ones that we talk about. Yeah. And I'm not betting it either, but I just right. want to know your guys' thoughts on it. Um, you know, I mean, we talk about Carol a lot, and we all know about it. But so, how does Polona match up with her, and will she be take be able to take advantage uh, of some of those flaws that we've highlighted pod after pod? That's a yeah. I, I think. I mean, it's <laughs> how do you how do you try and break down this match with two players who can just be so wildly inconsistent? Uh, you know their strengths. The question is not what style comes out on top. The question is who can actually freaking apply themselves for two sets, right? Like who can who can c- kind of produce their highest level uh, for two sets here? That's ultimately the question I think you've got to ask when you're talking about Herzog and Garcia. Uh, and they both have, you know, there's there's a way that you could see both of them winning it. It's it's just far too unpredictable for you to try and put any sort of percentage on either of these women. <laughs> Yeah, lean over here, but I don't love the number. Oh, that's no cool. real feelings on the side. I'm okay. seeing a really expensive 21. Don't play a 21 and a half here. Maybe over two and a half sets. Something like Which that. I was just going to – yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Would over two and a half sets be the look here? Because 
I mean, these are two players who can both drop a set very easily, and they're both two players who can win a set very, very easily. You could you put those two together, and off you go. All right. Yeah, over two and a half sets is tough. I've kind of moved away from that market, frankly. Um, the one book that I used that used to just be way off. I don't have um, doesn't hang them anymore. I don't have access to Bet365, who's always a little off on those. But those have seemed to tighten up actually a little bit. So that's why I'm kind of back to just taking my over 21s and things like that. Um, but like it over there, maybe. Uh, Shay's playing Parankova. Shay's plus 250. Parankova minus 323. Love our girl Shay, but I'm not sure I'm ready to step up to bat here. Uh, what do you guys think? I think it's a tough service for her. I think they priced it right. Yeah, this is this is one of those things where I, I had the tab open and I was going to bet it. And then I remembered how Sue Shea has looked. And I just and I think with Pronka's Pronka's ability to serve, um, it's going to be really tough for her to get into those rallies that she kind of needs to with her style. She kind of needs extended rallies. And I wonder if if she's gonna get that opportunity in return. Plus, she's just looked dreadful. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I'm all for fading Pronkova. She's in the Vika category. Uh, for me, someone who's won a lot of matches that I just have not been impressed with how she's won them. So I think she's overpriced. But in this spot, I think it's probably about right. And this is one where, like with the Venus thing, I'm going to pass and try and fade her later. And I'm just hoping Sue Shea doesn't decide to bring her the top uh, end of her game and, and and uh, you know, take that opportunity away. Yuvon Kanta, Yuvon plus 180, Kanta minus 227. I grabbed some Yuvon closer to plus 190 earlier. I still like this plus 180. Um, I still see some value here. I think this is an overreaction to a tough loss to Shvitek, Um, And I think people are kind of forgetting how, how much trouble Kanta has down under here. Um, what do you guys think? Oh, my gosh. I mean, start with the fact that Kanta lost to uh, Begu from a, a set and one love. <laughs> it was only a one love break. Like It wasn't like she was 5-4 serving for it. Uh, but she was up a set and break against a woman who the two prior days had combined to play, I think, over five hours on court. This one this one went over three and a half, or flash squared three and a half, and I think they include warm-up, so it might have been 320. Either way, point, point stands, right? Like, that's a yeah. lot of time on court. And Conta couldn't close her out, and I'm just like, Joe, what are you doing? Like, like what are you doing? This was a picture-perfect match for you to win. You put yourself in position to win it and then just completely bungled it. And it's just the story of, you know, almost her career in 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 a lot of respects. And so I do think um, that I, I like that look with Yuvon. That Shroutek first set was incredibly impressive. She was uh, aggressive when she needed to be. She was putting balls away, but she was also a wall from the baseline. Really, really pesky player to play. And if you're going to fade Conta... You want pesky players. You want players that can hit with her, but also defend long enough and because you know that those errors are coming from Joe. Yeah. Anything to add there, Spread? Yeah. I, before I join you, I want to see the order of play, and I want to see how hot it is oh, that shit. day. If it's mm. hot that day, I'm, I'm in with you. Otherwise, I'll go ahead and lay off. That's an interesting yeah, point, yeah. Contivate, Sasnovich, Contivate minus 400, Sasnovich plus 300. This one's kind of interesting, and I, I know that you know we, we poke fun at head-to-head a little bit here, but Sasnovich has had some success against Contivate in the last couple of years um, on clay, on hards in general. Um, and I was pretty surprised to see that because you know I kind of think of Sasnovich as a measuring stick player. She generally beats everyone um, who's not very good and loses to players that are good. And I would assume that Contivate is somebody that should be able to handle her. Um, was surprised yeah. by that and, and and pondering maybe a small Sashnovich wager. What do you guys think? Very, very big red liner. Um, and it's not just a red liner. Like she doesn't just, it's it's both, right? When she 
plays, you get like peaks and valleys to the extreme. Like there's a lot of WT players we talk about that with, right? Sastovich is kind of like top of the list in terms of to which like the extremes to which she fluctuates within a match. Uh, and I definitely think what I'm going for here is plus one and a half sets and maybe a small wager on the money line. My only issue with her is she's very, very adept at, at picking up a set. Um, she's very, very bad at closing matches and, and picking up the second one she needs. You know, in tennis, you kind of need two of them to win the match. Um, and I don't know if anyone's told Alexandra that, but, uh, you know, it, plus one and a half sets looks like a really intriguing option here, especially with like the price that. over over four on the money line. You're getting plus money for her to win a set. I, yeah, I think that's probably uh, where I'll be on this one. Hey, you make a good point, John. You have to win two sets. Um, <laughs> anything to add here, Spread? <laughs> it's so tough. I mean... From a price perspective, it seems like Sasnovich has value, but I just don't really believe that she's going to win. Right. So, uh, so, so I, I didn't play it, but um, I mean, if you're looking for a dog, I, I don't think this is that bad a look. Yeah. Kudamatova's playing Kostya. Kudamatova only minus 150. A lot of respect for Kostya here at plus 124. What do you guys think? Um, I stayed away from this one. This is a brutal draw for both of these women. I mean, Wow. Uh, does Kostyuk have enough to to prevent Kudrytova from hitting through her? I I don't know honestly. Um, and I think this is priced probably perfectly. Like, would you would you disagree that Kudrytova should like be favorite? Like, should do you think she shouldn't be favorite? Of course not. Um, uh, but it's not like she's you know a buck eighty and a very slight favorite presenting value. I think this is pretty juiced. So uh, I think this is probably about right. What do you think here, Spread? I like Kostyuk here, but not enough to bet it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think Kudermertova really has problems with consistency, and I think Kostyuk uh -huh. will be able to take advantage of it. Yeah. A match of two elder stateswomen, Kuznetsova, Stritsova, Kuznetsova minus 167, Stritsova plus 136. Stritsova generally has nice runs in, in Grand Slams, but I don't know um, if I have any strong feelings either way here. What do you guys think? Price is short. Give me Kuznetsova. I think yeah. it's short. I thought it was gonna be like minus two fifty. I, I I wanted to. I had to get this out really, really, really early when I saw it. Um, it's it's. There's been some buyback on the other side, uh, on the minus three. But I I saw it plus one hundred five on Bavada, and it was plus one hundred two on Pinnacle uh, a couple hours ago. That's down to minus one fifteen. So we corrected that right quick. It went actually down to minus one forty for a bit, and now it's obviously bought back uh, because anytime you adjust that much, there's gonna be buyback. Uh, but it's. It, I don't understand what's going on here. Fading Streetskova has been, you know, one of my favorite pastimes lately. Um, her tennis.com even released an article like she straight up said she's thought about quitting and and doesn't know if singles is uh, is for her anymore. She's still obviously an elite doubles player, but she's she said she's frustrated with with you know tennis and she doesn't like the grind. And um, I, I faded with Bethany Maddox Sands, and the world thought I was crazy. I had multiple chats like, oh, I don't know, I agree with fading her, but in this spot, and I go, guys. Like BMS had actually last year was okay against um, you know on hard courts, especially against styles like Strychkova. She beat Lapchenko. She beat uh, someone else that's escaped me right now. But I mean, she's very fadeable, man. I don't know why she still gets this respect. Kuznetsova. This has to be because she lost six three six love to Jennifer Brady. But in in what realm is is that remotely relevant? Unless you saw something in Kuznetsova's game you didn't like. Jennifer Brady on a fast hard court 
uh, you know, at the peak of her career against someone who's at the valley of her career that does not hit hard, that does not like faster courts, or, you know, her style doesn't lend it. And it's a completely different style matchup. I don't know how you take the Brady loss and then let it see, uh, seep into this price here. Uh, and I think they've done that. And I think it's a huge mistake to do that. And I think you've got to punish it accordingly. Marino minus 400 against Kimmy Burl. Um, you like the kid, you like your country woman here, don't you, John? No, I like the other, I like the Aussie. Oh, sorry. The other side. Um, I'm really surprised that, I mean, good for Marino. She's a great story, uh, you know, coming back to tennis a few years back and, and working up through the small ITFs. Uh, won a bunch of them, those those little WT, uh, ITF 15s, uh, W15s, the ones, you know, they run every week in Turkey. And there's one every week in uh, somewhere in Tunisia, Monastir, I think. Um, and she, you know, she went through a couple of those and she built her, her career back, but she's not a minus 400 candidate uh, against Kimberly Birrell, who has been uh you know gone for a long time with an elbow injury but she came back i think she pushed the first set in her first match back like seven five or something uh and then ran out of gas but i certainly think that i'm gonna be at least on plus one and a half sets here very good possible very well could be on the money line as well zachary is playing Vladenovich. i'm not sure why we're talking about this does either one of you have an angle here spread did you put this on here I did. I just want to know what you guys think. Does Mladenovic have a shot? The only reason I thought so is because, you know, she can dial up a serve and, and maybe get these things in a tie break and squeak it out there. Am I being crazy here by thinking that? Uh, I, I mean, think this is two players moving in different directions. I think yeah. Zachary keeps getting better and Mladenovic keeps getting worse. All right. And that's fair. And that's why we put it on there and we can move on. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, like, this is just a, kind of the epitome of, of what Mladenovic's career has become. She's 5.5 in the first round of a slam. Oh, my God. What has happened to Kiki? Good Lord. Uh, but, yeah, I think – I mean, honest to God, Spread, has it gone a little far with it? Probably. Like, you could probably get away with a plus one and a half sets here and hope she she serves well for one set. And even if she loses 7-5, 6-2, like – that seven five set is kind of just justification for being on a plus one and a half sets market in and of itself. So I don't hate that 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 kind of thought at all. But I mean, man, I think this just summarizes perfectly what's happened to Kiki. Yeah, it's really disappointing. I, I was a big fan of hers. Uh, I really liked her twenty seventeen run, and it's been uh, it's been tough sledding since then. Panko. Is playing Mahova here. Mahova minus one seventy-five. Uh, Penko right around plus one forty. What do you think here, spread? I've got an over ticket, but you think Penko's got a shot? She has a shot, but honestly, I think this price is short. I'm surprised it was so short. When I originally saw it, I I, I shed a little tear because I thought this is a terrible draw for her and that mm. she's going to get smoked. Um, Jorge, am I wrong? Am I I'm being a little too down on my on my favorite? Uh I think so. Um, my only issue is, and you know, we 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 tread a fine line in this industry between recency bias and allowing form and tape study to help us, right? Mm -hmm. And so I I kind of want to preface what I'm going to say with that. I really wanted to see Mahova Kanepi. I really wanted to see that matchup because when you draw her against Ostapenko in the first round here. It's not like a direct parallel, but I would I really wanted to see how she would have performed against a server and hitter on quick courts, on these quick courts. It would have been a nice barometer or at least something to gauge, right? And and that we didn't get to see that. It doesn't mean like, well, now I have to pass, but it, it certainly would have helped in kind of assessing this price. I do think you're being a little harsh on Panko. I think there might actually be a tiny amount of value, uh, but 
I'm going to go with your adage here. Um, you know, old man spread wisdom. And and even if there is a tiny bit of value, I don't need to bet it, especially yeah. with Panko. I do not need that roller coaster of emotions. I've been <laughs> I've been stomped on enough the past few days. I do not yeah. need to sweat a freaking Panko money line right now. <laughs> and part of the reason you don't have to do that, John, is because I believe you're supporting Miss Margarita Gasparian at better than Ooh. 10 to 1 against Garbina Muguruza. Garbina minus 2,500. Is that the case, John? Are we back in Margarita here? Now, remember the last time we did this, or I did this with a ticket that I was like, oh boy, I'm going to get mocked mercilessly for. She played Zadancic, and Zadancic was, I think, eight or nine on the money line. And she lost like, what, eight, six in the third set at the French or something? Garbina is not immune to losing or coming very close to losing as a gigantic favorite. So keep that in mind. A lot of people get scared off by the number. Make your own number. Don't get scared off by the 10 to 1 and say, what am I missing here? Because Garbina gets this respect in first rounds a lot against competent players, and she doesn't always live up to that number. So don't be scared off by it. Again, plus one and a half sets is going to be something like plus multiple hundred. It has to be. If this is the number for the money line, good Lord. I mean, I don't know how you, I don't know how you can't be on Margarita to win uh, at least a set. I think the way she looked against Herzog – um, I don't because she's coming back from injuries as well. So I, I wonder if the stamina is not there. I wonder if first set money line might be the look because uh, if she doesn't win the first set, I don't think I, I, I really don't see her coming back and winning the match. Um, so plus one and a half sets and or first set money line might be the right. Sorry, the right plays here. Carolina Pliskova minus 900 against Jasmine Paolini. I'm going to continue to bet Jasmine Paolini. I was able to get plus 680 um, or 7.8. Again, she's come down to 570 or 6.7. Sure, go for it. I think she's absolutely worth a little sprinkle here. She's just a tough player. She is going to make Pliskova work. Pliskova almost certainly probably wins the match, but I, I just see some value there. What do you? What, how about you, John? You know, every time I think Pliskova, like, oh, my God, this is a matchup she's absolutely going to roll through. Uh, because the uh, the person on the other side of the net is just someone who can't hit and just kind of pushers are going to have a tough time with that much pace because she can't hit to the point where you can't run the ball down. She hits that hard. But this is like one of the – I think Brengel's given her trouble before on taking a set. Uh, there's a lot of players like Paulini who who have, though, proven me wrong. Um, now, usually Carolina comes to win the next two. It takes everything you got in your kind of arms to, to get all those shots back to win a set and you're dead in the second and third, but uh, plus one and a half sets here wouldn't be a terrible look. Uh, I also homework for the, for the uh, listeners or viewers that haven't necessarily sat down and watched a full match, watch a full jazz and Paulini match. If you have WTA TV, pull up uh, one of her matches. She is so much fun to watch. She's tiny. And it's like, she, I think that's a, a huge disadvantage, but she never lets it kind of play it too big of a role and she can counter punch and she, like her attitude, man, she is a fun player to watch. And it's hard to dislike this girl. Like go watch a match of hers. It, I, I definitely think that, uh, that she's got a shot for a set. Anything to add there, Spread? Is she getting like plus six games again? I might take the plus games. Let me just take a look at that. Yeah, plus six. Yeah, I like the plus six here. Yeah, I'm going to be adding something like that or, or plus one and a half sets. Probably the plus six games here. I I just I like this for her, and I just see a bunch of value in her numbers. Paquette plus two thirty one against Meyer Sharif minus two ninety four, and I think Sharif has taken some money here. I was shaking my head too at this number, Jorge. I, I just want to double check and make sure that what I said was correct about Sharif taking some money here, but uh, why don't you break it down for us? I mean, do you see some value in Paquet? Yeah, this is something like uh, Chloe has been very, very, disres not disrespected, but undervalued on hard courts for a while. She's got a nice first serve. 
Um, that should play here. She really should have won that match against Ayav. I had a large wager, a unit and a half on her to win that one. Uh, the plus 180 there, I had her uh, closer to like maybe plus 120 um, because I thought Destiny's game was also potentially going to be undervalued on these courts. Clearly it was not. She went one for 15 on break points in, in, in that three-setter. Um, and she was probably the better player in that third set. I think she had break points on more, more than half of Destiny's service games. So it kind of like, you know, that was kind of a, a misleading loss. <clears throat> and I would have Ayava beating Sharif. Uh, there's just over plus 200. I don't understand. Like Sharif on clay, this price probably makes a bit more sense. Uh, even if Chloe likes clay better as well, I'd, I'd probably be more inclined to bet that there. But yeah, no, this is this is something that does not deserve to be over plus 200. Yeah, that makes sense. Kerber, para, para plus 200 here. Kerber minus 256. What do you think here, Spread? Is Kerber finally starting to find her uh, past form in Australia? Is yeah, she I, ready I for like, a run? <laughs> Ace, it was Destiny that day. Um, I like uh, I like Kerber here. I want to know why Jorge put this one on, on the match. I actually kind of just skipped over this real quick. I, I just kind of have her walking through. So what are you seeing, John? Yeah, no, I, I think this is a night nightmare matchup for Bernarda Pera. I mean, seriously, like, Bernarda Pera, very volatile, very error-prone against an absolute machine on the other side. Kerber's come back. It had been a few months since she played. She's played multiple matches this week. She's been very good to me. In a week that I've just been getting killed by underdogs blowing it, she held on against Sinyakova. She blew the 2-0, but she held on. Uh, she wasn't a dog there, but she covered the games, won the match, uh, and then I had her against Jabour as well, and I think she was one of my only wins last night. So I... I think that Angie's been underpriced, and I think that they've tried to juice it too much and get action here on Para. And I don't think they've gone far enough. I'd have her closer to a dollar twenty-five. I think she wins this easily, um, eighty to eighty-five percent of the time. Uh, I think you can look at minus games. You can look at two nothing. The minus games is one where, um, you know, when she does win, she should routine this because again, Para. She's a returning player. She's held serve really well, too. I've been impressed with how she's been serving. Um, until that third set, I believe she got broken a couple times, but broke a bunch on Sinyakova. But uh, I think she's looked very, very good this week. Um, I'm happy with the warm-up she has uh, been able to, to accrue at leading into the Aussie. And I, I do think that um, this is a match where, where Kerber minus games is definitely a look for me. Yeah. Christina Pliskova, the lesser, is playing Heather Watson in what is effectively a pick 'em. It's about minus 110 each way. Um, what do you guys think? I think it's priced right. I think it's a tough match to call. What do you think, John? I think my first instincts agreed with that. Uh, I'm just like Pliskova against, was it uh, Vera, where uh, she just like the first set, of, I don't think Vera lost a service point. And she took it, she took it by one break, but Plish was holding serve. As you'd expect, right? That big serve, you know, the other Plushkova twin has that big serve, but doesn't have nearly uh, what, what her sister has in terms of the rest of her game. So I think that is probably the only concern is, it, does she serve bot through this? Otherwise, like Heather Watson is just, and, and Heather Watson's no slouch with, with um, you know, service and, and hitting either. So I, I think that there might be a bit of value here. I think she should be a favorite here. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I, I lean that way too. It's just kind of a mess. And I, I try to stay away with, with some of these messier matchups um, when there's so much else to do. Uh, fun <laughs> stuff like Putin Seva, minus 357 against Sloan Stevens spread. How sad is it that Sloan Stevens is plus 276 in this match? Did Sloan Stevens ever win a slam? I mean, was that just a dream that I had? <laughs> was. Two of them. Right? Did she win one or two? Just one, maybe. I don't know. Just one, I think. And then she made the finals the next yeah, year, I think. That's right. But, um, Boy, how the mighty have fallen, right? I mean, 
I just had to put it on there because Sloane Stevens is still a recognizable name. She's a fun personality. She's fun to root for. I really like her. I want her to be good again. I, I'm just, I've been waiting now for a couple of years. She's got a great all-court game. She can play offense. She can play defense. It's just, ah, boy, I think that Punceva will probably roll here. Although I'm not going to bet it. I, I just had to talk about Sloane because it's, it's a former Grand Slam champion. It's just, I mean, it's just unbelievable how far she's fallen. Let's continue the theme of disappointing Americans. Allison Risk is an underdog <laughs> to Anastasia Potapova. Um, Potapova minus 155 or so. Risk right around plus 127. Um, what do you guys think here? I mean, does that make sense? Is this an overreaction to you know Risk really not even sort of even playing tennis? God, I can't remember the last time we saw her do anything. What do you think, John? Yeah, I think Potapova also looked very good in her matches uh, this week. Or was it last? I can't. I can't get the week straight with all the freaking starts and stops. Um, but against both, like that Hallop match was was nothing to be ashamed of. Like that first set, she was really competitive, uh, giving Hallop fits in a match that I thought with her erraticness, Hallop would cruise in. Uh, There's no value, obviously, in betting it, but I thought that Hallop would would walk through that. She didn't. So I think you're getting a combination of uh, Potapova looking good in her her matches against uh, Osigwe and against uh, Hallop, and then I think Risk not playing, withdrawing. Uh, at the last minute from Grampians, uh, coming out of the hard quarantine, I, I, you know, I do think that there's that's probably what's uh, forced the switch in the price. But I do think if you're looking at this objectively, the wrong woman is favored here, and there are a lot of little factors that add up that keep it from being a potentially large bet. But I, I do still think, with all that considered, I mean, even if she was even money, a slight dog might be. I, I might be convinced that that was right but over plus 120 i think has gone a you know a, a step too far yeah you I, think I, you're like risk, I like risk here too yeah. i think the surface is going to play well in our hands and you That's know if i if i take the loss you know because of either the hard quarantine or just the bad form i'll take the loss here but i do think i'm getting good value um and, and you know I would not be surprised if she bounced back and ha had a pretty impressive performance this tournament just because that's kind of how she is. I remember going into Wimbledon, was it two years ago? She looked so bad going into the tournament, and then she turns around and has a great tournament, and you know that's kind of where she made her name for herself, and I would not be surprised if we saw something like that again. I want to – you know what might be a look here? And this was a theme I noticed, and I wanted to see if it continued to happen. Um, players haven't played in a long time. Uh, Sai Sai Zheng – Lin Zhu, they both won their first sets as underdogs when I thought, okay, you know, they haven't played in a while. That's why everyone's being a little, uh, you know, cautious around them. And that's probably why they've drifted out to being such underdogs in their first match back. Yeah. Now they both won their first set and lost the match. And I wonder if that, you know, coming out of not playing for a while, not being up to, to match speed plays a role. And where I'm going with that is maybe risk first set. It's plus 120 uh, at cool bet. Uh, I, I'm seeing um, among my books. Uh, it's even money at bet 365, which I probably wouldn't take. But the plus 120 is interesting because if she ends up that happening, you know, take the dog first set money line, it wins, and then she does run out of gas, which is entirely possible. We've seen it happen a few times already uh, this week. Then I think that, um, you know, you can sit there and say, hey, you know, I had the right read. She was the better player. But because of that hard quarantine, you know, and then you you use both those angles and put it into first set money line. She wins in straight sets. So you gave up five cents on the dollar from the original money line to take the first set you still won, right? right? And I think that you do kind of hedge against that possibility uh, by taking the first set money. And if she comes back from a set down and wins, I'd be stunned. I really like that look, actually. I think that would be the way I'll attack it. That, I think that's yeah. a better angle. 
Should be a fun match here. Two of our favorite young players, Samson Nova against Bedosa. Normally, I'd be all over Bedosa here at the plus 120, Samson Nova right around minus 150. But we have to remember Bedosa had the hardest of quarantines. Um, I think she actually just got out of quarantine like yesterday. Um, so she's played the least amount of tennis of anybody, which gives me some pause. Um, what do you guys think? Are you dipping your toes into this water? This is one I put on there just because I wanted to hear your thoughts. I have no idea what to make of this match, but I I think it's a cure. I think it's a fantastic matchup just stylistically. Reminds me a lot. This one reminds me a lot of the, not necessarily stylistically or whatever, but of the Kudamatova Kostuk line. I think it's priced about right. I think Samsonova deserves to be the favorite, all things considered. But it's one that I will like. These are matches you're going to want to watch, right? If you're going down the list of ones to bet on and ones to watch, this definitely goes on the one you know ones to watch list. All right. Talked about this match a little bit already. Savastova, a big dog to Kanepi here, plus two forty. Kanepi minus three ten. Do we? It's hard to say. Is is Savastova washed at this point? Does she still have anything left? Uh, she's got enough of a serve here to hang with Kanepi. She's got the variability in her game to give her some trouble. But yes. does that Anastasia Savastova still exist? I like Kanepi here. I think they priced it right. Oh. I, I don't. I don't want to bet it. I, I don't want to lay the the minus three hundred, but. Uh, you know, it's just basically a form handicap, right? This is the best we've seen Kanepi look in a while. Um, she's fit. She bangs the ball. And I just don't trust Sevastova, um, you know, consistency-wise or anything to do it. And, I mean, yeah, it could it – could, she could rise up. And, you know, maybe I, I missed a possible dog that, that was a good price on the value. But I think Kanepi rolls here. Yeah, the hindsight is, is going to be, like, you know – a real it gets annoying in these spots because leading yeah. in we do have so many questions and then afterwards you're like so you know i knew it was possible but i didn't yeah. you know it, we hadn't seen it in a while and then she finally does it the one time yeah. i don't her. so uh but i think i think i'm going to be tempted into uh Sebastian here i wonder if i can keep waiting here noobs talked about this earlier with a couple different matches i almost wonder if i can keep waiting because there's a there's a ton of people who you know have watched the sport for a year and a half now consider themselves like you know, top end handicappers and, you know, they go on tennis, explore, look over results and make bets that way. And if there's going to be, if that's the kid, there might be a lot of people just betting on uh, against Sevastova here uh, on that angle. And I wonder if we can just keep seeing it creep up and up and up and up. I mean, I can't yeah. even see Sevastova's path to victory, right? She keeps the ball low. She forces right. Kinevi yeah. to move. Right? Keeps out of the hitting zone. Yeah. Real low. yeah. And, you know, I just don't trust her to stay consistent. So, so I can't jump on there. But if Makes you're sitting there showing me that you cashed a Sevastopol ticket or other people are flashing at the end, you know, I, I won't be that surprised. I just can't join in. Fair. Actually, we kind of missed the boat here. Um, Sevastopol has been taking money the last couple of oh, hours. What? She was, Why? She was, she was plus 260. John, we could have had a plus 300 for like a minute. You oh, I, I could have. For one minute. There's no way it was available for me. I see a uh, – where, where, where was this? I'm just looking at odds for on Pinnacle. Oh, yeah. It looked like a penny. It was it was 306 for a hot for two hot minutes. Minute. Yeah, and then someone knocked oh, it 40 cents hot. down. Yeah, uh, right. it's still th- this Probably is a Latvian. That's a rich country, <laughs> Mr. Goldis. Um, if you <laughs> if you take a look though, and this is the one thing, and I always rag on three six five for their margins on tennis, especially money lines. Um, they have the variety, which I which I like and respect, but they limit they limit quickly on those markets. Just ask Snies and the ladders. Um, <laughs> Uh, but the one thing that I do like is if the market sides with you and you miss a number, 
You can always go to good old reliable bet three, six, five, because they hang stale numbers. They, it takes a lot for them to move their numbers. Um, and there's still plus two seventy five there. I mean, Pinnacle has been knocked down from a peak of uh, plus three Oh six to plus two thirty two, and bet three, six, five has not moved off two seventy five. You gotta love it. Bless them for that. Yeah. Like they are so behind the market. They're like, if there's any inefficiencies left to exploit on like the day of the Super Bowl, it'd probably be at Bet365. You know what I mean? Uh, Serena Williams. Don't bet it though. Don't bet day of Super Bowl, folks. That was a joke. Serena Williams minus 715 against Laura Siegman plus 490. Um, Just wanted to touch on this. I mean, it's a big number for Siegman. Do you guys think she has enough junk to throw at Serena to make this interesting? Um, Or is this just a Serena warm-up? Well, I spoke spoke earlier too about – not earlier on this pod, but I, I've spoken this week about being really impressed by Siegman and the aggression she's managed to add to her game uh, this past week. That said, do I really want to uh, – I'm not taking on the money line. Uh, I do think there's all the possibility in the world that Serena plays a closer match than people really realize. And people just say in first rounds, no matter who it is, if it's not a top player, like Serena should roll. Like Serena should roll. Okay, well, yeah, take minus 715 then. I mean, if she should roll, she should roll. Like, I hate that kind of just passe, kind of almost lazy kind of thought process. And could she roll? Of course. But I almost wonder if there's value in the plus games. And you know I hate taking plus games. My rule is I won't do it if it's below four. Um, I only take plus games on huge, huge dogs where I think that the market is just like, yeah, obviously she's going to win. But is she really going to cover six games or five and a half big numbers like that? I mean, she only has 12 to do it. She only, you know, she's going to end up on 12 games. Like you're basically, you know, giving me a, a huge number there. So I'll look at the plus games. I don't know if I'll be on it though. I, I thought Tormo. Tormo warm and her conditioning looked great. And I mean, just what I would say is she's very unlikely to lose this first round match. And to me, she's also very unlikely to win the whole tournament. I think that, that as ridiculous as the Sigmund number would be, her outright number is ridiculous as well in, in the wrong way. So that, that would just be my little, um, addition for the Serena conversation. Tormo, Gavrilova, Tormo, a small favorite, minus 120, Gavrilova, plus 100. I think there's a side you like here quite a bit, isn't there, John? Yeah, I, uh, this I'm a huge Gavrilova fan. I, I love watching her play. I love her energy. Uh, I love how serious she takes every point, um, the hustle, the effort. She's everything that Nick Kyrgios is not. Um, <laughs> and nice. I adore that about her. And I do think that, like, you know, this is not something she's not going to be giving Tormo free points at all. And I just struggled to see how, you know, she should be in any way not like a $1.70 favorite. This is a big misprice to me. I'm going to be on it in some capacity, probably multiple capacities. Uh, and yeah, I, I also love to watch, like, it'll be fun watching her because, you know, after a 19 ball rally that she puts a ball into the net, she's going to be turning around and talking to herself mad at herself like i love watching her play tennis yeah i think gavrilova's a side here i'm gonna go ahead and bet that as well yeah eileen gavrilova as well and we'll probably push that into an actual play um stoyanovich actually grabbed a bad number on her earlier she's plus 310 against begu minus 415 i played stoyanovich at plus 270 or something like that earlier i'm probably gonna add some more later how is Begu taking money this week man reaction to last week She's won three times this week. She's she came back to win against Conch. I think she's come. They were all three setters. Um, sorry, I'm not trying to justify it because I'm obviously. No, I, I mean, no, it makes sense but, when you're saying this, yeah. But yeah, like I mean, I, look at her this week. I'm just I'm stunned that Stoyanovich is Stoyanovich is out to this number. Good lord. 
That might be like, the biggest misprice we've mentioned so far, I think. Why is Bagu being priced up like she's freaking Carolina Pliskova? Yeah, like if you could only make one bet in the first round, I think that would be my favorite one that we've talked about for the past hour and a half. Stack it. Yeah. Play the plus games, oh, play the plus sets, play the money line, play them, play the two nothing. When she redlines, if she wins this two nothing, you're getting like what seven, eight to one there? Like, oh mm-hmm. Yafan Wong against the once great Donna Vekic. Uh, Donna Vekic minus 270 here. Wong Yafan plus 210. I love betting on Wong Yafan as an underdog. I don't know if this is the best spot for it, though. What do you guys think? Um, this is a spot I'll, I'll borrow a term from Yell Sport. Uh, heat check. We talked about this earlier. Spread mentioned it. Check the order of play. Vekic, not a fan of hot days. If she's playing mid-afternoon and it gets hot one day this week, um, whenever she plays... I would take a look at Yifan. Yeah, I like Yifan too. I'm, I'm surprised this is priced so bad uh, with Vekic just really not playing well since the whole restart. So uh, I, I know we like Donna and, you know, she's got potential to do a lot of good things, but um, I don't think that price is right. Next one's a match um, where John and I are on slightly opposite sides here. I put Krejcikova in a parlay, but at a better number than 185. It was closer to minus 150 when I did that. Um, Sai Sai Zhang, uh, someone who makes nice runs. Um, if we ever had Asian tennis ever again and some of the smaller events is here. Um, she's up to plus 150. It's, it seems like you like that, don't you, John? Yeah. Uh, you know what? If, if, if Krejcikova was minus 150 where you got her, as opposed to like the minus 195 or minus 190 right now, um, then yeah, I, I probably would have passed there and, and and had probably agreed that you were making the right play. I think this is one of those things where the price we're both going to end up with a ticket that I think might show a bit of value and be on total opposite sides. Right? That's just how the how it works and how the market has moved this price. But uh, I do think plus one fifty showing some value. Do you guys don't we call that patient line value spread? Oh, yeah, PLV definitely. Do you guys remember when Sinikova was the better singles player out of that doubles team? <laughs> I, I don't it's know. It's a short, short-lived anymore. run. I really don't think that's the case anymore. So, Good point. Uh, great, crazy how things change. All right, the last match. Patience. Yeah, the last match we're going to touch on here: uh, Lin Zhu minus one fifty-five against Osigwe plus one twenty-seven. John, break it down for us. I know you're going to side here. Yeah, I mean, first off, there is the Zvon Raven match. We're not going to – we don't have bets on it, but we'll, go watch that match, guys. That'll be a lot of fun. I will say that. Uh, but with Zhu and Osigwe, boy. Uh, <laughs> Dollar sixty three. I have Don't this dollar. I have it like a dollar forty five. I mean, eight. It only looks like eighteen cents. But remember, in terms of when you get yeah. below the two dollar mark, yeah, the change in, in implied probability real percentages is like a huge um, uh, edge here. So I, I'm I'm starting to kind of price up. If I want to play minus games, do I want to play like minus two and a half first set, minus one and a half first set? How do I want to approach it? Because there is the the issue of, you know, she did look like she ran out of steam and is she going to be gassed up and, and ready to take two sets down? Uh, I'm not sure, but I definitely will be on her in some capacity, whether it's in the first set or whether it's in the full match. I'm just not entirely sure yet. Yeah, the more I look at that, I think I'm going to find somebody to parlay you with. She's not someone to cover a big handicap and um, plays tougher matches than maybe you'd like her to. So I'm, I'll probably find a partner for her. But that's it, gentlemen. Those are all the matches that I had on my list. Thank you so much. I hope there's nothing else because, God, we've been talking about this for 90 minutes. What a mess. Thank you, everybody, for being in the comments there. We appreciated some of you guys being in there. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at NetWorthPod. We will be up 
early tomorrow. We'll see how early tomorrow. Spread lives on the other side of the world, but he's old. So he gets up at like four, which is like seven hour time and whatever. Yeah. But we'll be you back early tomorrow <laughs> to do the men's side of the draw. Um, we'll see how that goes. Again, thanks everybody again. And uh, rating, review, subscription, like, thumbs up, whatever the heck you could do. Click it, follow. We love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. We'll see you soon. First round of the Grand Slam means good luck in all, and I mean all your wages.